Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you thinking that at some point you'll... Yeah, I know I need to at some point. I just, I know I should, but um, I don't know. Not today. (laughs) Are you cool with that, Olivia? Was that the first time you heard his intention to do that? I mean, I have my own set of feelings about Ethan talking to his mom, but it's not my decision. And it's not my place to really say anything. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Welcome to Plathville Edition. We didn't have any Lydia in this episode. It felt, you know, like we were missing the shining glory of Christ himself. Um, I felt it, and I'm sure you did too. Um, No Lydia. I didn't see her in the preview for the finale. Did she get fired? (laughs) Did she get fired from the family? Who's to say? We'll see. Um, Let's talk about this episode because it was pretty interesting. First of all, production has decided that Micah has enough of a storyline in Los Angeles that they can film there again. So we start off the episode with him skateboarding over to his friend's house like, you know, Bart going over to Millhouse's place. Uh, They apparently met this guy's name is Michael. And he and Micah met the first day that Micah moved to L.A. They were both working for an assistant, working with their dog or something. Um, 
They also, Micah's kind of like a bizarro world. Michael is sort of a bizarro world version of Micah. And he also comes from a Christian background. He wanted to be a pastor, but then he decided to pivot to um, exploring his passion for art. And his family's really uh, supportive of him. He's the youngest of five. And he's, you know, just living a great life out there in Venice, I guess. So, uh, he's also from Texas. He's from the South. And he says that, you know, Micah is very familiar to him because when he met Micah, it was like, he just (laughs) fell off a watermelon truck. I've never heard that before, but he said that it felt like Micah fell off a watermelon truck and he had his thick accent and, you know, it was like, like being back at home. All right. So I guess Michael's gay. They don't explicitly say it, but we do see something with like a uh, rainbow in the background. And then Micah does this whole confessional about how growing up, he was taught that marriage was between one man and one woman forever. And now he's grown up and he's been exposed to all these different things. And he doesn't mind hanging out with people who are sexually fluid or however they choose to identify or however they do identify. Um, So Michael is going to be having an art show, his first solo show. And he basically manipulates Micah into being the bartender for his show. You guys, so many exciting things happen. I can't wait to talk about it. (laughs) But before we get there, let's talk about uh, Barry and Isaac. So they're helping Kim. Uh, So apparently the ballet space, the dance studio that they rented has an apartment above it that they're planning on renting out. So Barry and Isaac are helping move in a bed so that they can put this place on Airbnb. What fun. What fun for you to have to rent and I mean, thank God nobody's going to this space, this dance studio, because <laughs> otherwise it sounds pretty miserable to have to like, what like, eh, you guys know what I mean. <laughs> Just sounds like, wouldn't you go for an Airbnb with privacy and also like maybe don't have an apartment above where people can access a bunch of little girls and tight leotards. Like, I don't know, just a couple things are jumping out at me. I personally wouldn't want to be above a dance studio. It seems very smelly and loud, but what do I know? It seems like they're having a great time being the only Airbnb source in Cairo, Georgia. So maybe they know better than I do. Maybe they do. Anyway, um, Kim at this point says that with regard to her marriage, Barry, done so okay she's it's a business uh relationship at most ain't no therapy in the world's gonna help this she's out okay not coming back it ain't happening okay so at this point she really needs to talk to barry about getting a divorce but like for real this time barry and you need to listen so she tells isaac to go get some lunch or whatever get out of our hair and you know, come back in a little while. So Kim says that it kind of seems like Barry has had a difficult time wanting to accept the fact that she wants to break out. (laughs) So she's decided to give him a little bit of time, a little bit of air, some room to breathe, to let it sink in to him. But you know what? Uh, Time's up, Barry. It's D-Day. So Kim begins by reminding Barry 
that several months ago they had a conversation about Barry's temper and how she basically never knew which way was up with Barry, if he was going to be a grumpy little Gus that day or if he was going to be nice to her, how much it was affecting her self-confidence and her ability to just cope, right? I don't feel like we've heard this part of it. Like, we've heard where she's been saying that he's not satisfying her, clearly in any regard and that but we haven't heard anything about him having like a bad attitude just being sort of a shell of a human being who seems soulless and with no ability to try um so he's fully like yeah i do remember that totally i'm with you so then kim says okay but also when i told you that what you did was just like the very basic surface things to get me to stay, but you weren't really valuing me as a person. And so basically now this is a marriage that I want to get out of. Okay. I don't feel like it's worth saving. That's it. Barry gives Kim this creepy little smile and stares at her. But in a confessional, he says that when Kim told him, when she told him that all those months ago, he basically interpreted what she was saying as, uh, Kim believing some lie that she was told. <laughs> Basically, he just leaped over this being illogical at all and was just like, you know what? I think she's being brainwashed. Somebody's lied to her several times and Kim believes it. But, you know, he also believes that on the other side of that coin, if it's real to her, it's something that needs to be dealt with. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, Barry, but you haven't been dealing with it. So where does that leave us? I guess where we are now, right? Men are truly so funny because they will do like all the work to figure out how this could not be their fault instead of just doing the work to be better people. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> uh. Barry then goes on to say that when Kim accused him of this, he didn't say anything, which he kind of feels might be possibly a defense mechanism on his end, but he doesn't gain anything from it. Yeah. Yeah. Barry, all you've gained is a divorce decree <laughs> and a trip to like Morgan and Morgan. I don't know if they do divorces, but something like that. The producer asks Barry if he still loves Kim and he whispers that he does. So Barry then tells Kim that he doesn't like the consequences but at this point there's nothing he can do he can just i wasn't gonna start and i'm not gonna do it now so oh well <laughs> so he's like you know what i'm coming to terms with it so barry tells kim he completely understands and then they do a joint interview and the producer asks both of them is there any chance of them reconciling and barry says hey listen there's always a chance of a miracle but at this point we're not holding our breath for that to happen Kim doesn't say anything, by the way. Um, our next scene, we have Ethan and Mariah going out to the beach. And I need Ethan to come to terms with the fact that he needs to keep sunscreen on his person at all times. Indoors, outdoors, definitely at the beach. My man was as red as the juiciest, most ripe heirloom tomato. And I need him to realize that, like, he, we all have to come to terms with things, okay? We all have to come to terms with things in our lives and the reality of the situation. And, sir, your skin 
is like tissue paper. You got to lather up, sir, and you got to lather up real thick. We got to go to 90 SPF thick. The one that casts like a very thick shadow, it's okay. Because I just feel like I'm watching you actively get skin cancer and I can't sit idly by and watch it happen. Get that girl, not a Dish TV um, endorsement. Get him an endorsement with Hawaiian Tropic. Um, Anything, really. The one with the little baby with the butt. Any one of them. Please help him. Mariah says that even though her life has been pretty stressful lately, it's really nice to be able to hang out with Ethan because they're able to just have fun with each other. But what she's really saying is that they both have this trauma in their lives that uh, forces them to compartmentalize and keep all the bad stuff out and just like kick it and laugh and pretend like things aren't happening. Um, But like have fun or whatever. But you know, then, then Mariah's like, Ethan, do you ever forget that you're breathing some, or that you should be breathing sometimes? Because sometimes they like catch my breath, and you know, I I'm not a psychologist, but I have heard tell that you know the reminder that you're not breathing is a like a pretty clear cut sign of anxiety. That your body's just not breathing, and it's like <gasps> you have to catch your breath. That's not good, baby. That's not good. There really wasn't much to the scene. They were really talking about how much. Uh, you know, they've been going through it lately and how much Mariah specifically has been going through it and how even though they're starting to adjust to Tampa, they miss Cairo a little bit. They miss being able to, you know, run into the woods and sing praise songs like Lydia does. So, you know, just changes the trials of growing up, right? Um, Mariah tells Ethan that she wants to go back to Georgia to commemorate their brother Josh's uh, birthday, also his death date, and just like have a family moment, right? And Mariah says that now she's done. She's done wasting the first six months of this year that she thought was going to be the best year of her life, turned out to be a shit bag. Her, my words, not hers. Um, and she's ready to like do DQ something different, you know? Um, Ethan reveals that when Mariah was in the depths of her post breakup depression, she wasn't paying any of her bills. He was paying all of her bills for her. She wasn't leaving her room. Now, finally, she's out of the closet into, um, you know, having some friends. She's paid her bills. She managed to pay them back in a couple weeks which is good. Um, Like she wasn't paying her rent or anything. So um, yeah, he's just really happy to see that she's doing a little bit better. Um, Then they make Ethan do a scene where he puts flippers on and just like runs full force down the beach. I don't know why we had to watch that. Anyway, um, back in LA, Micah does his bartending gig uh, for his friend Michael's art show. And it's just very early 20s. Like, if you guys gone to an art show in your early 20s, or maybe your friend's, you know, senior, senior uh, exit show from their college where, you know, it's, it's everything. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com. Nothing's going on. Nobody's inviting people who are uh, people who are going to be buying art. It's just like your shitty friends who want some some free alcohol, right? Like the booze is going to be nice. We can dress up. We can pretend like we're having a sophisticated evening, drinking uh, two buck chuck and, you know, putting a dress on and like taking a picture in front of your friend's uh, surfboard that he's covered in fuzzy fabric, you know, just like being really adult. And you walk around to each piece that's hung on the wall because, of course, they do, like, seven different kinds of mediums because they think they can do it all. And they're not just, like, you know, confining themselves to oil on canvas. And it's just, you know, blocks of monochrome colors. And you're like, damn, you really did that, sir. (laughs) Do we all have these memories? I hope we do. The art scene, early 20s art scene, there's nothing like it. So Micah's doing his thing. Of course, he's invited his friends because, again, free booze. And that girl that we saw him hanging out with, who is one of his little goofy friends, girlfriend's friend. So she's really like, I love a confident, husky-voiced woman. And I liked Antia. She was really like, she knew what she wanted. What she wanted was Micah. She was going to make sure that she made that happen. She tells the boys... I got to get in there. How do I like make it happen and spark up a conversation with him as he's bartending Um, this very important job that he's not getting paid for. (laughs) Um, And, you know, she tries to make conversation with him, but one of his friends ends up cock blocking her basically. Um, And that was it. That was, that was honestly it. Um, So back in Tampa, Ethan, Mariah, and Olivia are all driving up to Cairo to spend time with the family. And breaking news, we find out that... So Ethan told Olivia about his reconciliation with his dad, Perry, right? Apparently once... Olivia found out about that. She herself decided to reach out to Barry and texted him and said, Hey, uh, we're coming up to Georgia. Hopefully we can get together and kick it. 
or, you know, whatever version of that she said, right? <laughs> Olivia says, she tells us that she feels a lot better about talking to Barry now because Kim's not in the picture and that Barry has definitely said hurtful things to her. He's definitely says things that she doesn't believe in, but she feels like she really doesn't think Barry was trying to be unkind. And when he was being unkind, she feels like he was basically just a vessel for Kim and that she was the puppet and he's the master. And I didn't say that wrong for those of you who watch uh, Real Housewives of Orange County, that it's a joke. I know it's the opposite way. Don't trust me. Olivia says that she feels like without Kim, it's going to be a lot easier to have a relationship with Barry. So as Olivia is telling Mariah about her plans to go up to Georgia and like, you know, have her own reconciliation with her father, Mariah is looking at Olivia like, mm, this was not what I wanted. So she tells us in a confessional, Mariah, that she had this whole plan. She's had this whole thing going because she had no idea that Olivia was actually going to want to come. So she was planning on one day uh, commemorating their brother with the siblings and then doing one day with the parents. But now that Olivia's coming, Kim has basically been cut out of everything, of all the plans. And she even says, I feel like this whole vacation or trip now is being dictated by Olivia. And this is like something that you guys, you know, Mariah doesn't have a storyline, but I think secretly she does. Let's talk about the drama that she clearly has brewing with Olivia. She's been, this is now like the second time that she's mentioned being annoyed with or um, frustrated by Olivia basically kind of running things with regard to who has access to the parents and who can be around and who can't be around. And I think she has like a lot of resentment build up with Olivia with regard to like her parents. And I don't disagree with her, but I feel like they barely address that and it's kind of blink if you miss it. But like, let's talk about it because clearly Mariah is very annoyed about it. Now, these are the parts of Olivia that I feel like the audience don't really fuck with but I find completely understandable because yeah you might have your own like messed up relationship with uh Barry and especially Kim but just because you're married to Ethan it doesn't mean that you can dictate how he navigates his relationship with his parents and it definitely doesn't mean it can dictate how Mariah navigates her relationship with her parents because there have been a lot of things now that like Mariah has done on account of Olivia's discomfort with her parents that she clearly doesn't feel comfortable with but she feels like she should do out of some obligation and like I think she's over it and she has every right to be like she never really had to do it in the first place and I feel for her, like, it's unfair of Olivia to even suggest that, like, M Mariah and Ethan's own parents should be left out of things because she's uncomfortable. Then, like, you take yourself out of the equation, you know? Like, that's their family. What do you want her to do? And now, really, this is, like, above and beyond. Like, maybe you can make the argument that Mariah... I'm thinking too much about this. <laughs> 
that like with her concerts, um, you know, maybe she should have expected, okay, if I ask Olivia to be in my band, then I know that she's not going to want to go, but I'm going to ask her anyway. Like, you know, you knew what you were walking into, but like in this case, um, she didn't know Josh, you know what I mean? Like, why would she feel an entitlement to who's invited? Like you're taking the mother out of the event to commemorate her son. Like that doesn't make sense. (laughs) You didn't even know this child. Like it does not make any sense. Like why would you feel the need to be there and not his mama? Like that's crazy. Like, okay, if you want to rekindle your relationship with Barry, can you find another time to do that? Like an additional time for you guys to reconnect or you guys can go over to the house and that's totally cool. But like when it's time to commemorate this child that again, you've never known and really have no attachment to, um, maybe you can like go down to the Sonic or something, (laughs) Uh, go take some pictures, um, in a field for your portfolio. Like I don't, why would she feel the need to be there over his own mom? That's so crazy to me. So on the way up there, Olivia says in a confessional that as much as she would like to have left Cairo and forgot everything that happened there and the people there, she's basically married to Ethan. She can't do that. And she just needs to figure out what level of comfort she has with these relationships um, and what she can handle. So they drive up to the Plath house, but they're like going to visit the kids and Barry. But before they drive up, they make sure, I think Mariah calls to make sure that Kim is not at the house, not on the property. And a producer asks Olivia if she would have gone to the house if Kim were there. And she's like, no, um, I've kind of always viewed the Plath home as Kim's domain. So She says she's never really been interested in even seeing the house. At one point, the girls show her their bedroom. And she says she never would have done that before. Um, But she's doing it today. And it's, like, nice to hang out with them because she considers the girls her sisters. But even with Kim gone, it doesn't make it that much easier to do. They're really doing some, like, fake it till you make it shit and not getting deep at all. Barry says that he's just so excited that they can be in a room together without, um, you know, almost engaging in fisticuffs that um, he's not trying to go too deep. He just wants to have a good time for once and maybe they can have a big conversation later down the road. So while Mariah's with the little girls in their room, Ethan and Barry have a one-on-one conversation. Or maybe Isaac was there, but he didn't say anything. They have a one-on-one conversation, and Barry tells Ethan that at this point, it's looking like he and your, me and your mom are about to have a divorce. So, heads up, sir. Ethan says in a confessional that the divorce news has really thrown him for a loop. Not really so much... Because, like, he can't wrap his mind around his parents getting a divorce, but it's putting his own relationship with Olivia into perspective. And he says that I'm questioning things now that I thought were unquestionable, and I just never thought it would be possible for my parents to get a divorce. So is it now possible that 10 years down the road, the same thing could happen to me and Olivia? This man must not be on Twitter or something, because... (laughs) Maybe. 
(laughs) If you're just now questioning the fact that it's even a possibility that you guys could get a divorce, welcome to the class, Ethan. You got a lot to learn, baby. Then Barry tells Ethan that he's basically been going through the stages of grief with regard to the divorce, but he's coming out on the other side of it. He's doing okay. A little pep in his step. We're all right. Ethan says he just has a hard time wrapping his mind around the whole concept of love, like from how you can love somebody, but also you can fall out of love and what happens after that and how confusing the whole thing is. And do you, do we think that Ethan loves Olivia? Do we think Ethan knows what love is? Question one. <laughs> Question two, do we think he is or has ever loved Olivia? Do we think he loves her currently? Like in a way that would uh, allow them to stay married. I Not in like a, we're just in this kind of way. Like, do you think he actually feels romantic love for her? And vice versa. Shout out to my friend Lindsay who sent me a, I guess um, Olivia did a Q&A on her Instagram stories the other day. And... Um, basically the question was, uh, how do you guys navigate your differences? And Olivia was saying that politically she and Ethan are on completely different sides of the spectrum. And Lindsay and I were talking about how, you know, you guys know Lindsay from the Married at First Sight recaps. We were talking about how, like we've talked about on Married at First Sight, we could possibly never be married or even in a relationship with somebody who politically does not align with us. Like, it could just not happen. Um, So, yeah, Ethan, in 10 years, it's very likely (laughs) that a divorce is going to be happening. Um, Your name is going to be on a docket in some county in Georgia, and I'm so sorry to tell you that, because apparently this has just now occurred to you. But, like, oh, baby, you got a big storm coming, and I don't know how else to put it. I had never really considered Ethan even having a political opinion, I guess. Like, I figured Lydia was like your standard issue, liberal, Gen Z, feminist kind of chick. And I guess I just figured Ethan just like didn't even involve himself in politics. But now that I think about it, Ethan does have the vibe of a guy who still in 2022 thinks that just because you're gay, you're going to be attracted to him. You know what I mean? Like, he really has that energy of like, oh, he's gay. What if he touches my butt? (laughs) At this point, Barry tries to encourage Ethan to maybe talk to Kim if he wants more answers as to how he and his mom got to where they are. And Ethan says he has no idea the last time he even spoke to his mom much less where her head might be at in terms of the divorce. And, you know, he knows that they are going to have to have a conversation at some point in the future. But at this point, just being with his dad, hanging out with him for like the third time is enough for him. He doesn't want to get any deeper than that. Then we have to watch a like true Kathy comic moment with Kim at the dance studio slash Airbnb. And she's just like, want, want, like total Debbie Downer. And she says, you know, she 
really is feeling bad right now that Ethan and Olivia don't want to be around her. Um, but like, I guess we're supposed to be pretending that Kim would have been over to that house anyway. Like she's been gone. Lydia's been playing mama over there at Casa Plath. So (laughs) to act like now today of all days, you're being left out of the situation. You've eject, you've yeeted yourself out of this family. Everybody said it. Cassia, Mercy, uh, Amber, Lydia, definitely Lydia. Lydia said it multiple times and so has Barry. So now today we're supposed to be feel bad for you. Okay. I'm fine. So we have to watch her go from one corner of the bed to the other, tugging at the sheets and. <sighs> Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Well, all by myself. (laughs) Girl, get out of here, girl. Anyway, um, then she says that she feels like Ethan's upset with her because he didn't like to be homeschooled. This is what she thinks all where all of his anger is emanating from and that basically he just he didn't want to be homeschooled and she feels like the punishment for her does not not fit the crime and then she says okay so I fell short in some areas of parenting but I feel like it's uncalled for to alienate me from the family but at the same time I feel like it's important right now that Ethan and Barry reconnect and if I can stay out of the picture so that they can have that then I'm willing to do that you guys hear that the sound of my tiny tiny violin playing for her girl get out of here she stop it stop it she is a master manipulator this like vacillation from i feel left out oh woe is me how dare they but also like i'm falling on the sword and doing what i can do for barry because i'm the sweetest angel to ever exist and i'm allowing them to have space to reconnect and rekindle their relationship patting myself on the back and kicking my leg up on that bar i mean could you just die? Like, I don't, I'm so over this woman. And I know I was feeling all that empathy for her last week, but it's gone. It's not gone. I still feel very much empathy for that situation. But I also like to act like you just think that Ethan is mad at you because he didn't want to be homeschooled. Like, that's all it is. You just walked yourself into another six months of uh, <laughs> estrangement. Like, that's so fucked up. Because 
I'm sure Ethan has been very clear. You've had years now of not speaking with him. You would think at some point you would have maybe figured out what it is that he's actually mad at you for, your son, and like try and figure out yourself. But then to just be like, well, he, just because he wanted to go to public school, he's mad at me. And like, I just, he doesn't want to talk to me ever in life. Yeah, I mean, the punishment doesn't fit the crime when you put it like that, but that's not the crime, girl. That's not the crime. And we can't even act like it's just Ethan. Like, Ethan might be the only holdout now, but you also had two other kids who weren't fucking with you. Like, real heavy. And they made the choice to have you back in their lives. Not because they felt like you changed or like they liked you anymore. That was the choice that they made to have their parents back in their lives and just like, uh, you know, not continue arguing with them even though they had every right to feel some type of way (laughs) like (laughs) let's really put does she not watch the show because i remember micah saying that he um like was actively making the choice to be back in his family's life not because he felt like there was any sort of um mea culpa happening with them just because he wanted to feel better for himself that's it So then after that, her sad sack um, act is not over. So she waddles over to the couch and pretends to read a book and she puts a blanket over her legs and talks about how it's a little lonely knowing that everybody's at the farm without her. But, you know, she's wondering what they're doing, but it's also enough that she'll be with them at the memorial the following day. Um, Okay. I mean, like... Again, we're pretending like she would not, she would have been there. She wouldn't have. Okay? <laughs> the only reason why your ass moved back into that house is because Amber ripped you a new one and basically called you an absent mother. And then you were like, well, let me just shuffle back in, in here so I can pretend to be present. But I'm going to see y'all later and you can fend for yourselves. Um, I hope there's enough kombucha for you guys to share. And maybe there's a Nature Valley. Uh, breakfast bar have fun bye do you ever think that there's been an occasion just just entertain me for a second do you think that there's ever been an occasion where lydia just slipped into a little bit too much kombucha maybe she had a a three-quarter cup instead of half a cup like she usually does and you know she you know shuffled into the prayer closet and started singing praise praise songs i don't know doing a little dance you think that's happened sound off in the comments we end the episode back at the plath house and barry mentions obviously kim's not there and ethan says he thinks at this point it would be weird to hang out with kim and do normal stuff without having a deeper conversation so at this point he's glad that she's not at the house in a confessional it's a side-by-side confessional with Ethan and Olivia. Uh, producer asks Olivia um, if she is cool with Ethan reconnecting with his mom. And Olivia says she has her own set of feelings about Ethan talking to Kim and reconnecting with her. But one, it's not her decision. And two, it's not her place to say anything about it. Then Barry tells Um, the kids that he can understand how from Kim's perspective she might feel left out um, and asks them if they would feel the same way if they were in her shoes or her you know 
Easy Spirit sandals. And they're like, yeah, we probably would. Mariah says in a confessional that this was supposed to just be a siblings trip, Olivia. Until Olivia invited Barry and now things are complicated and she feels bad because Kim's getting left out of everything. Then Mariah says it makes her feel bad that everybody's trying to work on their relationship with Barry, but Kim is excluded from that narrative and excluded from everything. And the episode ends with the kids... Uh, packing up to drive off somewhere. I guess they're going to be spending the night at the farm and then they're going to be going to the gravesite for the memorial. And, um, yeah, I just like, I, I really can't believe that it didn't occur to Olivia to like do something else and not make this memorial with a family about her. Like, I get it. You guys are married and that is your family. But in this case, like, it's very obvious that this has nothing to do with you and you really need to stay out of it. <laughs> like, if the choice is between the mother and a person who joined the family years after this person died, I obviously, like, what are we even, why even have this conversation? <sighs> That's wild. Like, even for, like, filming's sake... It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but we'll see. Um, I'm assuming that tomorrow, not tomorrow, next week is the finale because it said that it's a two hour episode, um, but it did not say finale. So maybe this will be our last episode next week. <laughs> maybe not. Um, We'll all figure it out. We're all on this journey together. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you're able to give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I would greatly appreciate it. If you want to kick it on over to my Patreon, you can find me at patreon.com slash Podcast. This week's episode is all about less so the relationship and more of these scandals and other women and gunshots that happened within uh, JLo and Diddy's like less than two year relationship. It's a really fun conversation. Looking like next week is going to be a, a profile on none other than David and Victoria Beckham. So um, stay tuned for that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you.